Welcome back to the Reality Served Real podcast. We're your hosts, Christina, Abby, and Michelle. And today we are going to talk to you about episode seven of The Bachelorette and episode seven of F Boy Island. So we're just going to go ahead and dive right in here. We had hometown dates this week. We have seven men going into hometowns, um, but we only got to see six dates today. Unfortunately, um, they saved Avens for next week, so we didn't get to see that. Um, But we do start off by seeing um, Jason's date. His date is in New Orleans. It's um, the first one that is shown to us, um, even though I guess some behind the scenes kind of thing. Um, Jason was Gabby's second date filmed. Um, so it's really interesting to me that they they don't put these hometown dates in the order that they filmed. I mean, it it makes sense because obviously it's an edited show and they want it to be like, I guess the most dramatic, but um, yeah, he's the first person that is shown to us, even though he was the second date that she filmed. And it gets really interesting. I think when we get to um, the order that it was filmed for Rachel's dates, because you hear her saying certain things about like, on my previous date, I didn't feel this. And she, it like, we're made to think she's talking about one person when really she was talking about another person. It's just so interesting. But um, anyways, so what do you two think about that? Haven't they always done it like that? Yeah, they do. But I don't know. I have, I've always had thoughts on it. I've, I, I guess I've just never, you know, really shared it. Um, I mean, I agree with you. They're just doing whatever makes for best TV. So, yeah. So like I said, with like Rachel's dates, I guess I'll just like say it. So, um, on, so, okay. So with Tyler, Tyler, it was our, it was the second date shown. And, um, she says that her and Tyler's relationship is just like further behind and um she felt differently about her previous hometown date at that point and so we see Zach as the first one shown for Rachel and but really the first person who filmed was Avon oh so okay so they just like lead us to believe that like one person is is more of a front runner I guess than they really are so, yeah, I don't know. I just find that. Yeah, it's kind of like weird editing tricks weird. here. Yeah, so for like Rachel's hometowns, just for, you know, everybody's, I guess, knowledge. Um, her, the order that filmed was Avon, Tyler, Zach, and then Tino was her last hometown date. And then Gabby's hometown dates were Eric jason and then johnny was her last hometown date um yeah okay so anyways um back to the date with jason 
Uh, they go walking down Bourbon Street. They are dancing in the street. They're throwing beads down at people. Um, he tells Gabby that at the beginning of this, like, journey, he wanted to leave, but then he had his, like, um, date with her, and he was, like, starting to really form a deeper connection with her, so he decided to stay, like, pretty much for Gabby, like, he, it was, like, weird when he first said it, I thought, but then when he, like, started explaining himself, he, like, almost made it seem like if it wasn't Gabby, then he would have left, but because they were forming, like, a, a genuine connection, that's why he stayed. They keep, like, beating around the bush, like, oh, he was so uncomfortable for a reason. It's, like, clearly because he's on a fucking TV show, but they won't t- say that. <laughs> right, Yeah. Well, and it makes sense that, like, too, you know, I mean, it's not very common. Most people that go on the show, like, want to be on the show. But it makes sense that, like, not everyone is for TV. So yeah. it makes sense that some people struggle. It, how, did, how did he get on this show again? Was he one that a family member applied for him? I don't remember. I don't know if I've ever heard, like, a podcast interview with him. Maybe. But. Does he go to Paradise? I don't know. Mm, that's a good question. I don't remember. I can look that up, though. Yeah, look it up. Because this this guy just does not. No podcast. He didn't even want to be there. Like, how did he even end up there? Because he seemed to have come and gone. Like He kept his Instagram p- private for a long time, too. That was another thing they were talking about interesting like longer than any contestant ever has type of thing so it really seems like he wanted no part in this whatsoever but yet he's on the show so I'm just curious how how he's on the show yeah This is a terrible No, he is not on Paradise. I but like him mean, a lot. That doesn't mean that he won't be next year. Yeah. Because, okay. So, I'm just going to... No, actually, I'll save it to the end because it's it's for the end. Anyway, um, so then um, her parents are separated. So she meets his dad separately from the rest of his family. Um, he goes up to them um, at a park during like the day portion of their date. And uh, he brings Gabby flowers and... I just thought that that was so cute because whenever we go to hometowns, like the lead always brings the mom flowers. But I think this is maybe the first time that we've seen like the dad bring the flowers to like the lead. I just thought it was so cute. Um, And he was just so nice when he was talking to them. Um, I, yeah, I don't know. He, he's just the cutest little old man. So um he says that like he wants to be the best man at their wedding if it goes that far they eat beignets and then she in the night portion goes and meets the rest of his family 
Um, she connects with his mom and his sister super well. And um, then we see a scene of Jason talking to his mom and he tells his mom that he can't see himself getting engaged. And it seemed almost to me as though when he said that he couldn't see himself being engaged, it was like, like almost maybe an ever thing. Like he just doesn't see it for himself. It's kind of the vibes that I was getting. Um, I don't know. How did you two feel about that? I mean, you're on the show, The Bachelorette. There is an engagement at the end, 9.5 times out of 10. Like, what are your, what are your Again, why is he there? I mean, I said again, why is he there? Yeah. I I like him. Don't get me wrong. I do like him. But this is just not the show for him. He seems like a very reasonable normal logical person and Realistic. a very reasonable normal logical person would not go on the show and do this shit so i think it's all <laughs> catching up with him now and he's realizing oh i i'm supposed to propose to her at the end of this i'm not ready to do that um and i think it's really out of his comfort zone okay so as someone who has never seen a full episode or a full se- season of um the bachelorette before do you think that he's being unreasonable do I think he's being unreasonable or yeah yeah I mean I I it seems to me like he kind of got in over his head on the show Mm -hmm. um and he really likes her and I think he could see himself dating her after the show but now he's kind of it's hitting him just now that he needs to propose to her and he's just not there yet and maybe he thought he would be there but he's just not there yet it seems to me that Jason's like Michelle and has never watched an episode of this <laughs> yes. before he was on this season. Yeah, that would be definitely a huge shock. But I mean, if you go on the show, like you have to know that there's a proposal at the end. Or do you yeah. just think that like I'm not getting to the end or like, I don't know. It's very crazy to me. Uh, I think he like was like okay I think maybe someone told him you should do this it's a great opportunity or something he's like all right I'll try then he got there and he hated it and he wanted to leave but then he started liking Gabby he's like well I like her so maybe I'll stick stick around and he's kind of taking it like one day at a time instead of seeing the end result as you're supposed to be engaged mm -hmm. I don't think he ever planned on being engaged at the end of this something something else and and this isn't like necessarily about Jason and this could be how they edited it. But Gabby said she's never felt this way before. Like when they were interviewing her after Jason's date, but that's literally what she said about Nate last week. So I'm like, good point. What, what, what's going on here? <laughs> so I don't know. I just thought that was side note, like funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, okay, so then our second date is Zach. Do you want uh, to talk about Zach or sure? Yeah, no, I'll I'll go for it. Um, so their date's in California. I don't remember the city. I think it starts with an A. It didn't but, say. I don't think. Okay. Maybe it did, but I missed it. 
Um, but they start off with riding bikes and they go to a top of a building to watch airplanes take off and land. And they just talk about, I mean, how they share that commonality, um, which I must've missed something at some point, like. Yeah. I think that on their one-on-one date, he told her that, um, he used to watch the planes fly overhead with his dad. And that's something that she did too. So I think that's something that they found out on their first one-on-one date. Uh, Okay. Okay. Cause she, wait, she wants to be a pilot, right? She is a pilot. Oh, she is a pilot. Oh, good for her. Okay. Um, so she goes and she meets his mom, dad, sister, aunt, and uncle. Oh, Michelle, I should let you talk about this. Um, who is putty on Seinfeld, (laughs) um, which, oh my God, he's funny. Um, Mitch watched this episode with me and he was like, he could see how they were like related just listening to them talk he's like oh he does kind of sound like putty this the voice guy right is, i thought so too the voice. yeah and this poor guy's like label is putty like he actually did have his own um show for i think about three seasons where oh, he really? played um yes and i do not remember the name of it but it was it was back in the day where uh, there were multiple shows like this but he was like that husband that was like kind of a tool like you know and uh, you know every episode um like David Spade was in it and every episode they were you know the wife was pissed at him for something you know he was like that husband yeah so it was in that era where there was a lot of comedy shows like that I still like wasn't one of my favorites but it wasn't bad enough to turn off so Have, have you guys ever been to Epcot yes yes He's the, the guy who gives you the flight instructions on Soren. So I, that's what I think of him from. Seinfeld really? Soren. Oh, I did not know that. That's funny. Dang, what a big name that they got on the um, on the Bachelorette this episode. <laughs> um, and I thought he looked good. I thought he looked good. Um, it's mm-hmm. been a long time since I've seen him. But and at the very end in the bloopers, when she is like, okay, there's one more thing that I need to ask you. She's like, can I give, can you, can I have a high five? Yes. And I thought okay. that was so funny. So that's going to be one of my favorite moments. Their whole little scene at that was at the end because that was probably my favorite part of the episode. But anyways, um, so he meets them and she talks with his dad and the dad expresses concern with the process and he's like you can go to all these romantic places in the world and you would fall in love with a monkey which I love because all some of these hometown dates are so like oh this is so cute and blah 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 and it's like I'm glad the dad's kind of calling out the the realisticness if that's a word of this um Zach tells his mom he's falling in love um, Zach's family to me seemed really like chill and low key. Um, and then I thought it was cute. They, they watched like a video in front of his family of their journey and it shows, it shows them making out and you can tell she's really, she's really embarrassed, which I would be too like awkward. Um, and then Zach tells her that he is in love with her. So he had told her last week he was falling in love. He told her he was in love and she tells him that she is falling in love with him. 
She didn't tell us. She told him. Yeah. Yeah. And so um, one thing that I had tweeted to was uh, at Michelle, like if she had noticed that difference between the transition of um, him saying that he was falling for her and in love with her. Do they tell whoever is the lead on the show don't respond with I love you because it's going to make it too obvious because all she said was oh my gosh like he said like yeah yeah so um they're not so I mean they can say whatever they want they can say whatever they want but like as like a general guideline you don't say I love you until the finale now there are people that have said it like that's one of the reasons why these two are both um, the leads this season and why we got two leads is because Clayton told everybody that he loved them. But then he left these two in the dust for Susie, basically. So, And then also on like Ben Higgins season, um, he told both Lauren and JoJo that he loved them. And JoJo literally is like, what can you say that and it's just this like there's this scene of her in the bathroom and she's like did you tell her that you love her too and he did and she's just like absolute total breakdown like she's like it's not special blah 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 and it's just like I don't know it's the reason why Jojo was the bachelorette it's um yeah so Kayla Kayla was supposed to be the bachelorette that was a whole other controversy Mm -hmm. Kayla was supposed to be the bachelorette. She was told she was. And then after JoJo's breakdown and been doing that to both of them and not picking her. like And the response to it, I think, because I mean, America loved her. America felt so bad for her. And then mm-hmm. all of a sudden she was announced the new bachelorette. And also, I think that, um, like you said, America loved her. But also, I think that it was like they didn't love Lauren. Oh, did they not? I mean, I don't remember that. I think that like they thought she was okay, but I don't, I think that there were a lot of people that were like indifferent towards her on that season of The Bachelorette. And then her and Ben had that spinoff, of course, like that was like after, but did you ever see that? Like the Ben and Lauren show? I think a lot of people, I think a lot of people turned on her there because she was- people turned on him too. I don't think so. I think Ben is still kind of, I mean, maybe a little bit, but like, I think people just liked him too much and yeah. he had a very good comeback. Like, I mean, he does the almost famous podcast. Like everybody, I mean, that's like such a huge podcast that people listen to. Um, he also, when he went on winter games, I feel like people loved him on that, which was so weird because he should not have been there. And he's so heartbroken, right? Over. I mean, that's what he says, but I don't know if I believe that. I don't know. Okay, well, we're going off on whole. Anyways, it scene end of the day. Okay. (laughs) Yes. Um. Yeah. Okay. So that's pretty much Zach's hometown date then. mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Johnny was next. Mm-hmm. Yes. And 
Johnny's from Long Beach, Florida. And this date to me, I was like, not very memorable for me. And then I was looking on that um, account that you had me follow, Christina, the bachelor data. And it said that like, that was like the smallest amount of time on the show. It was like seven minutes. Everybody else had like 12, 10, 12, whatever minutes. So this was like the shortest date. And it didn't surprise me because not too much went on here. Um, I feel like there's just a physical attraction. Yeah. Because even Gabby said like they had like, a slower start, but now they have a good connection and like, they do seem really into each other physically. I agree with that. Um, so Johnny and Gabby go to meet his family first before they go on their date and his mom and dad and best friend and his brother are there. Um, and it was fine. It's like, again, this one didn't really stand out to me. She had a one-on-one with the dad um, and then we see later on that Johnny talks to his mom and he is another one who tells his mom that he doesn't know if he's ready to get engaged. So I don't know if Gabby is going to end up too happy if, you know, now two of her guys are not ready to get engaged and if she wants to get engaged. Um, and then after their date, they go off on a boat together. Uh, Johnny is fine. Uh, he just doesn't bring that much to the table for me. So he's probably my least favorite out of these guys for Gabby. I think, yeah. And, and like she said, with like them having a slower start too, I don't think that we got to know him as, as well as we got to know some of the other guys because their connection no. just like wasn't there in the beginning. We just started getting to know Johnny. Yeah, right. So it makes sense, like, given all of that, that he had the least amount of screen time, too. But I thought his date went really well. I mean, his family was awesome. Yeah. Um. So then we have poor Tyler, Tyler's date. Oh, God. Uh, um, they are in Wildwood, New Jersey. And as he says, like, uh, several times the Jersey Shore so is that where Jersey Shore is filmed no oh okay I didn't know I just yeah he said that like two or three different times and I was like oh interesting but anyway so um she says that her and Tyler are the most far behind of all of her relationships they go to the pier and they do um some carnival games and they ride some of the rides that are there and then apparently this is like one of his spots because he takes them to or he he takes her to this um, pizza place and she gets to meet his friends and one of his cousins that is working there. Um, and it just makes her really apprehensive about um, meeting his family because her feelings like just aren't there. We see her um off into the bathroom and she's crying talking to a producer and I mean I wonder what Tyler is thinking during this time if he thinks that she's just like pulled aside for an interview or if he knows how upset she is or I don't know poor Tyler um but she says here that she feels differently um about him than she did on her previous hometown date and like I mentioned before, we're led to believe that um, she's talking about Zach when really it was Avon's date first that um, she was talking about in that in that scene. 
and then he tells Rachel that he's in love with her and he just keeps going on and on about their connection. And so she has to um, stop him shortly after, you know, he drops that that L-bomb um, and she breaks up with him before she meets his family. Um, he tells her um, or he goes and he tells like his, he tells her that he's like, thankful that um she did it before you know meeting the family because that's such a big deal if she knew that that's like where her heart was anyway he seems to like really have a lot of respect for her um in this moment and you can just tell that like I don't know I think you know if this was f f boy island like Tyler Tyler is a nice guy um and so then he walks into his family and he has to tell his family that she broke up with him and Oh, his mom mm-hmm. is so cute. His poor mom. I felt I felt terrible for all of them in this. Um, because I don't know. I just really, really felt for them. And then, of course, like everybody recently has been doing, um, he put out a statement on his Instagram following the episode. And this one was so long that I couldn't even fit it in one screenshot. But um, he says here, um, Last night obviously didn't go as planned, but let me just start with this woman right here. And it's like a picture of him and Rachel, of course. Rachel, you are everything and more than I expected coming on this journey. You're genuine, caring, loving, and one of the sweetest people I've ever met in my life. And it's clear why I had a crush on you before I even came on this show. Laughing emoji. I respect the way things ended because you didn't string me along. You knew meeting my family was a big step to me and you never put me in that position for it to get deeper. And I appreciate you for that. You deserve all the love in the world and I know you'll find it. To everyone who supported me through this, I wish I could answer every message because you all truly make this the most amazing experience that I am so thankful for. The love I get is something I could never even imagine, and I hope I was able to resonate with some of you in some way. For me, I've always had a dream of finding my person and being the best man I can every day. Just the idea of making someone smile every day and receiving that love in return is all I can ask for. One day, it will find me. Till then, I'll I'll never allow any hurt to deter me from what I one day want in my life. With each heartbreak, I just see myself getting closer to what I ultimately want in life, and that's part of it all. This journey isn't easy for anyone, but you can't give up. You just need to be patient and let life come to you. I just want to thank everyone who went through this journey with me. I've made lifelong friends through it all. Bachelor Nation has been incredible, and I am forever grateful for the experience. Love y'all. I've really had the experience of a lifetime. Keep tuning into this incredible journey because both of these women deserve the world. Mondays on ABC at 8, 7 Central. (laughs) Okay, yeah, so he's a nice guy. I see why Rachel dumped him. It's too much. He's too much. And he said journey 45 times in that caption. (laughs) Okay, we got it, Tyler. He's like overeager. He's so nice. I feel bad, but he's, he's... He's a little bit, comes on a little strong. So do, do we want to say if we think pe- we'll be seeing these people in paradise and see if we will be seeing them, them in paradise? Is it too soon for that? What do you, what are your thoughts on talking about paradise? 
I thought you already mentioned some people because I kind of remember something regarding Tyler. Okay. Yes. So Tyler, Tyler is going to be on Paradise, so we will be seeing him again. So I'm excited to see Tyler. I think he's just the sweetest. He's gonna fall in love on Paradise. I know it. I hope so. I hope. Yeah. I hope he finds a. Well, I hope whoever he falls in love with falls in love back. It's right. gotta be someone like super cheesy like him. It will be. And it will be perfect. Oh, I'm so excited for Paradise, guys. That's like the best of the shows. Oh yeah, for sure. That's the only reason I started watching The Bachelor again. Yeah. Because, yeah, because Paradise came on, like, I think I didn't start watching until season three, maybe. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know any of the people. So, Mm -hmm. um, and I knew, because I watched the tail end of Ben's season. I think when he had, like, four girls left or Mm -hmm. something. I don't know how I ended up watching it. But then I was like, oh, what's this Bachelor in Paradise that they're talking about? And that's when, and I didn't know, like, any of the people. So, I started kind of watching. When I, like, say I started watching The Bachelor and Bachelorette, like, I was like that person who watched but fast forwarded through a lot of it just so I could kind of like. And then you joined a group chat. <laughs> no, that was, oh no. This was years ago I started watching Bachelor yeah. in Paradise. Um, yeah, so that's how I got into, into that and how I started watching The Bachelor again, even though it's been years since, a couple years since I've watched that. What was the know. season that you watched before that, Abby? Of The Bachelor in Paradise? No, but yeah, before Bachelor in Paradise. The end of Ben Higgins' season. But, like, before that, you said you took a while off? Oh, God. Um, Andrew Firestone was three. No, maybe... I never watched The Bachelorette's. Um interesting I don't know what was Chris Souls I didn't watch that I didn't watch The Prince I didn't watch I mean it was a long time okay. I think I only watched the fir- first few seasons I know I watched Andrew I know I watched Jesse Palmer season I don't know what number he was oh that's interesting I've never seen the season yeah I watched I started from the beginning until maybe six or seven so it had been a long time and, interesting. and then, like, I had no idea who Nick Vial was or. Interesting. Okay, names. so yeah. I haven't seen Nick Vial's original season. I started watching Chris Soul's season, which was the season, like, Chris Soul's came from Andy's season, which was his original season. So I've never seen his original season, but I've seen everything since then. I have some serious about Andy Dorfman okay well here's the place to spill it that I cannot say on the podcast what okay yeah sorry (laughs) oh okay Tyler she started doing that to me when I if she doesn't get something she wants she goes womp 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 (laughs) (laughs) um but I will tell you two ladies if you swear I mean it's probably not a big deal now because I found out years ago like eight years ago but I was sworn to secrecy is it that she slept with Chris Harrison because I know that was a rumor oh no it's about the person she is in real life oh Oh. interesting okay 
because a, a, I'll just say a family member was next door neighbors with her. And oh. yeah. Interesting. Okay. Anyways, Gabby and Eric. Another, Gabby, but do you want to talk about Tino? I feel like you have an interesting perspective on Tino. Sure. Are you okay with that or no? Yeah, people won't like my opinion, but yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, um, we'll talk about it. Okay, cool. So Eric is from New Jersey, and I was looking up the town he was to see how far he was from me. And he's, I kind of know the area he's from, but it's a little bit far from me. Um, and Eric and Gabby have like a really emotional date, and they go to meet the family first. Eric's dad has cancer and it sounds mm -hmm. like to me he's like having a lot of ups and downs and it's like he's been told he's not doesn't have much more time left and then he gets better and then he gets it seems like it's been really up and down for him and it made me really sad for Eric and his family and I really felt bad that his family had to go on TV during this horrible time like I just wish it was a time where like they were happier or his dad was feeling better or it just, I felt really bad for them because it had to be like really hard for them to do this. Um, but I'm, I'm glad they did um, because we really got to see how much Eric's parents care about each other and how much his mom takes care of his dad. And, you know, you really got, I feel like Gabby and Eric really grew closer because of this. And I love, I love that they talked about how Gabby's a nurse and how Eric talked to Eric's dad talked about um, how his nurses were his angels and how much they, they took, they take great care of him. So I really liked that. Like I thought that was a nice little connection there. Um, and it seemed like um, his, I really felt bad for the mom. I feel like the mom was having a really hard time, even when she was having the one-on-one -on -one with Gabby, I could tell she's like having such a hard time. And it made me really sad for them. Um, and I like that she said, you know, commitment is important. We don't give up on each other. Um, it felt a little bit intrusive that the cameras are there during these like sensitive moments, but I, I get it. Um, so it was really emotional, great great for Gabby to connect to them. And I think it made Gabby and Eric a lot closer and really strengthened their bond. Um, after the date, they go on Eric's motorcycle, they go to get drinks. And I think the term they use is falling in love. Christina, you can correct me if I'm wrong. Mm -hmm. He said, yeah. yeah, they both say that they're falling in love. I thought it was sweet, a sweet, um, hometown date but so sad yeah you, you, yeah you could tell his dad is just not doing well not well at all and then unfortunately we find out that he died not too long after that mm. that's yeah. so sad but you know at least he got to see his son happy you know like for with a girl I mean I, I, you know what, Christina, at least like, you're right. It, like he, I mean, who knows like what, the, what their status is or what it was when the dad passed, but maybe if nothing else, he got to see, okay, his son's doing well. He's like, mm -hmm. he's on this, like, think about it even as a TV show, he's on this like broadcast television show, like what he got to travel to all these places. I, I mean, I pro it was probably just really like comforting 
and nice for his dad to know like he's doing well and he's going to be okay. Yeah. Yeah, I completely agree. That's yeah. It was such a touching touching moment to this to this um episode for sure. Okay, so Tino's and Rachel's date. Um So basically it was a shit show um, mm-hmm. because the family was super skeptical. I'll just use that word because it was I used think, 20 times during this date. Um, I think it's the most skeptical we've ever <coughs> seen parents on the show, at least that I can remember. So Michelle wanted me to talk about it in my perspective, because like I told her this morning, I thoroughly enjoyed it I thought it was amazing um and the reason being is because all you see is parents I don't know if they're like playing up for the camera or trying to be supportive Mm -hmm. which is great but basically his family is saying what we're all we all are thinking like how real is this He's like, how real, how far can you get when you're seeing this person maybe a couple times a week and it's been what, five weeks? Like, mm-hmm. how real is this? How true is this? The father was not the only one that felt that way. The mother felt the same. She seemed very standoffish. The dad just seemed pissed and not happy with this journey at all. Um, which the dad was like, just side note so short compared to like <laughs> Tino and his brother and I'm like where did these boys get their height from because the dad was like half their size yeah um, but I mean I did kind of I did feel bad for Rachel because you could just I mean it looked brutal sitting there with that conversation with her dad mm-hmm. and she was just I think her wheels were just spinning she was trying to say the right thing but I think she was so like and she didn't even said before the day, like, I just want them to be open-minded and accepting. So I don't know if he like had warned her, like they're kind of skeptical about this experience. Well, because- I don't think that they're just skeptical about this experience. He knows also the one that told her that I'm pretty sure that, um, he's never brought anyone home to his family that they've liked. They hate everybody that he dates. Oh, I didn't know that. I missed that. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, so this makes a lot more sense. So, um, yeah. Um, but I mean, I'm so cynical about this, which is really odd considering mine and Mitch's very short journey to where we are today, because what we did, anyone in their right mind would have thought we were crazy. And I, but I had already done the normal shit, like dated for two years, engaged for a year, then got married, blah, blah. Me and Mitch did everything the total freaking opposite, right? And so I had one like normal process of, you know, being in a relationship and one totally out of the box. No one would think it would last. That is my like, you know the real one, you know? So I don't know why I'm so cynical, but I don't know. I just kind of agree with them. Like how many hours a week are you actually see these people? So anyways, it was kind of just, it's kind of brutal to watch, but 
also, like I said, I, at least there was some, you know, finally some drama because, you know, a lot of these hometown dates to me were just kind of like blah. Um, but anyways, they talk outside and she basically tells him that how hard they were on her and how she just feels. I don't know what the word is. Just very. She said that she's like, rejected. they don't like me. Yeah. She feels very rejected. And he tells her that he's falling in love with her. And I guess that eased her a little bit because I think she was worried that if they didn't like her, he wouldn't like her. Mm-hmm. So I guess he kind of calms her um, calms her mind by telling her that he's falling in love with her. And he, she tells him that she's falling in love with him as well. So the end. So um, the okay. Days. So we don't get to see um, Avon's date. That is saved for the next episode. The next episode that has Avon's date and the men tell all. And I hate the men tell all. I usually like reunions, honestly, because I don't know when I was like when I was younger, when I first started watching reality TV, I like waited for the reunions. I loved them. But now they're just like so dramatic. I'm just. I don't know. Maybe I've just like grown boring as I've aged, I guess, but I don't like them as much, but I particularly hate the men's tell all because it is, I mean, more so than like the women's or any other one. And the reason being is because it is so fake. The entire thing is just like completely fake. I mean, so we have this men tell all right. That filmed like, what was it? a week or two ago and um so that's great that like it's current but like is it current because they're going to be talking about the bachelorette when seven of these men have already filmed another show in between when the bachelorette ended and when they filmed um the men tell all so I just I don't know. I hate the mental. I'm not looking forward to next week. I'll talk about it, but I'm not looking forward to it. Interesting. Because it's just so fake. <laughs> I got excited for it because my favorite guy, Ethan, was like yelling at someone in the um, preview. So I'm like, oh, I'm going to agree with whatever he's saying because I love him. Okay. So was Ethan, I'm going to look this up. It was Ethan. I can't remember on Paradise. Let me see. Oh, I don't know. I hope so. No, you don't, because we want him to be the back, next Bachelor, so we don't want oh, him to be okay. Well, they can still be the next Bachelor, I think, if they were on Paradise. I think that um, it just wouldn't be announced until after Paradise, which I still think maybe it won't be announced until after Paradise. I don't, I don't really know. Hopefully, we find out at the Men Tell All, or we find out at after the final rose, but who knows um trying to look this up here about Ethan there's like one site that I went to last week that was like perfect and all of these have all of these pictures of people and it's like such a like filler I just need like the real aha here it is quick version um 
Okay, so do you want me to just like say who from this season is? Oh, I know I shouldn't do that because there is someone still on. Um, but no, Ethan is not on this this season of Paradise. Okay, it's gotta be the next Bachelor then because that would be cool. I would be. Why would they that. not put him on unless he he didn't want to go on? But a hundred percent, they would have asked Ethan to be on Bachelor in Paradise. So, yeah. I think so too. I mean, they picked seven of the men, but also I think that, um, you know, uh, there will be men from this season that are on next year's paradise too. So maybe, um, like for some of them, I think it's just too soon because it's like a very quick turnaround between when, when it ends, like it, like there's no more than a month between when filming ends for the bachelorette and starts for, um, paradise. So I think for some of them, it's just like too soon. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, okay, so top top two moments of the episode for me. Um, I had Jason's dad bringing Gabby the flowers. I just thought that that was super cute, um, you know, that he did that. And I just, yeah, like I already talked about it. I thought it was adorable. And then um, Zach's date with, um with Rachel and the airplane date idea and like going to see that when going on top of the building trespassing or whatever and seeing the um airplanes fly like they used to as kids with their dads I thought that that was um such a cute kind of like full circle moment I I loved that so those were my top two moments were um this sounds kind of bad now, but my mine was hometown date with um, Tino um, and Rachel. What was your other one? I guess if they're like that with like every girl, maybe I was wrong. Um, I didn't know that. I'm um, pretty sure. I know it was for sure one of um, Rachel's top guys. It was either Avon or Tino, but I'm pretty sure... Avon. Avon said my dad didn't like one and then my mom didn't like the other. I remember Avon saying that. Okay. Maybe it was Avon. Was this recently? Because I feel like mm-hmm. it was like a while ago that I'm thinking. Yeah, no, this was more recent. Okay. Well, I don't know. I mean, I could be totally be wrong. I would have to rewatch every episode and I'm not going to do that. So. <laughs> um. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, I'm not going to do that. So. Nope. We'll no, just none of to, us are. These are two-hour episodes. There's no time okay. to rewatch. We'll just have to always question that unless any yeah. of our listeners remember. But yes. anyways, so because... If you, if you know, let us know. Yeah, I just feel like... I mean, I already, I already talked about it. Like, mm-hmm. I, would be, I would be skeptical, too. Anyways, my other moment, like I already said, was the end with Rachel talking to Putty. We should really know his real name. I feel bad for just calling him Putty. <laughs> but um he's kind of like the soup not I mean there's so many characters from Seinfeld like you don't know their real names you just know their their character, character. on Seinfeld yeah so yeah. anyways that was funny and I thought Rachel is like I said I'm yeah I'm very whatever about her but I thought she was really cute in talking with him so that was funny that was good um my my top moments were 
Jason and Gabby in New Orleans. I love that city. So just seeing everything. And I agree with Christina about his dad and the beignets. It was really cute. So that was my first moment. And then my second moment was after Tino and Rachel leave Tino's parents' house. And they're, you could tell she's just so uncomfortable. And Tino was like, they adore you. And she's like, uh, I don't think so. <laughs> yes. I love that. I thought that was a real moment. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I agree that that is funny. And I thought it was so funny too. when she was like, um, talking to his dad at the end, she's like, well, thanks for talking. It's been great. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Or what about when she was said, she's like, I really appreciate all, all the hard questions. And they kind of laughed at her and she's like, well, no, I really do. Because it, it gave me the opportunity to explain to y'all. It was just all so awkward. She mm-hmm. tried so hard. Oh she was really God. trying to like make it go positive and they kept bringing it back the other way. So then what were your <sighs> least two favorite moments? Mine were um, honestly the Tyler breakup and not, ne- not because she broke up with him, um, mm-hmm. but because of him just going on and on and on. And she's yeah. just there like nodding her head like, crazily and trying not to cry I'm like girl talk now like don't let him keep going and I feel like she did the same thing to Tyler that that one guy did to her like after she told him like I'm not into you you're great blah blah she kept on going about how great he was and I'm like you just had this happen to you like three weeks ago and you were like pissed off about it and now you're doing the same thing to him I don't know I just thought you know, she, and she doesn't even stop him after he's like, I love you. Like, then he goes on to tell her why and how much and blah, blah, blah. Mm. I don't know. I'm like, I felt like she just wanted to like hear all this stuff. And of course it makes you feel good if someone says they love you. But anyways, I just, I did not like that moment at all. I just thought it made them both look not bad, but. I don't know. Anyways, and then the other moment was both Johnny and Jason saying that they basically weren't ready to get married. Mm-hmm. And poor Gabby, like, that's all she wants. So she's don't change their mind. She's in for a rude awakening. Yeah. Yep. I mean, Abby, I agree with you. My, my least favorite moment was watching Tyler profess his love. And I, it just was, it hurt to watch. Cause it's like, we as viewers knew what was coming. Yeah. So it, did, it, it was did. just, and it's like, I feel like the producers and everyone were like, Tyler, this is your moment. Tell her how you really feel. And like, just to make it so awkward. Uh, yeah. <laughs> You're right. You don't know what's going on. Like, I don't blame her for not like stopping him. Cause you don't know what the producers are telling, but man, I was just like, Oh honey, just stop. Just stop. Like, I just wanted to yell at him. Like, stop. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And he's so sweet. He's word- so overeager and sweet. Yeah. So I feel bad. Just word vomiting everything. Yeah. And then my other moment, it's not even a moment. It was just like Johnny's whole date did nothing for me. So it's not really even a moment. Um, okay. So for me, I absolutely agree about both of the things that you said, um, Abby, but since you already talked about those, I will go to, um, a couple other that we haven't talked about. 
So on the opposite spectrum of you, I put that I did not like Tino's family being overly skeptical. Um, I told you it was not a popular opinion. Okay. I, I want you. Yeah. Well, I, I agree with what you're saying. And like, those are like the thoughts that we have sometimes, like when we're watching the show. So I get, I get where you're coming from, like completely. I just wish that they wouldn't have, like, I feel like they kind of went overboard. I mean, I feel like it's like one thing to be skeptical and be asking her some of the questions they do, but then to also like at the same time, be like, it's not like at the end they ever came around and were like, well, like if you're sure or like, exactly. you know, no, you're right. They double down. So that, they double down. Yeah. I felt like, yeah. So like, I feel like, you know, like I can understand the, the skepticism like a hundred percent, but at the same time, I think that, you know, like if you do have, like if my child was in this experience and like, even if I was skeptical then and they, but if they were like, no, like I'm proposing at the end of this, then it would be like, okay, well then I support you because you're my kid and I love you, you know, but there was none of that. So for that reason, it was one of my least favorite moments. And then I didn't like that we didn't get to see all seven hometown dates at all. So that was my other least favorite moment. I wish that we would have gotten to see um, Avon's. They should just cut Johnny's. Well, I yeah. mean, you can't really cut Johnny <laughs> less joking. than he already yeah. already did, but I mean, they could have done something. I don't know. I mean, and I know that like normally hometowns we see even more because there's like four people and we instead of, you know, seven. And so they already cut it to six. But I just wish that they would have been able to do it um, all in one episode, because what are we going to see next week? One date and then, oh, now we're cutting to the mental. Like, I don't know. I feel like something explosive is going to happen because not only did they let Avon go on and say, like, well, my dad didn't like one person I dated my mom didn't like one person I dated. Like, why did they pick his date to hold? So something's going to happen. I mean, I guess his to hold. Yeah, I'm, something has to happen. And also, I guess we'll see the rose ceremony. So maybe, um, maybe there will be a cocktail party. I don't think that there is when we get to hometown dates, though. So I'm not really sure what they're going to show us next week. But I mean, I would think that next week would be like an hour of the show which seems so strange to have one hometown date and then an hour of mental all maybe it'll be a half an hour and an hour and a half I don't know but we'll see we'll see what happens um so for best dress the fashion this week just really didn't do it for me again um I kind of you know I like the color of the shirt or the dress that Tino's mom was wearing it was this like really pretty um not quite mint green not quite aqua green like it was it was a really pretty color but I didn't really like the whole dress of itself I just like liked the color um I do really like that jacket that Rachel wears um I think we've seen it a couple different times the uh kind of light gray weather thing that she wears um I don't I the, I hated like literally Gabby's first one-on-one date that we saw I was like what are you wearing girl this is what what you're wearing to your hometown date I don't I don't understand was that the mini dress yeah mm-hmm. why would you wear that to meet someone's parents I didn't get that yeah me neither like on add in the on tv aspect I I was not a fan of a lot of the outfits this episode so 
I don't know. I mean, there were a couple things that I kind of like, okay, like this was okay, but there was nothing that was like, this is my favorite. I like this. Uh, I will say I liked Rachel's casual looks so much better than I like her in these gowns and dresses that they put her in. Um, (laughs) I thought she looked really cute on the boardwalk with Tyler. I think she had like the white jean jacket on for that date. I thought that was cute. Um, I had already told Michelle this. I totally did not pay attention to the fashion, this episode or outfits. Um, so I'll just go with, I guess the one that stood out to me the most, cause it's pretty much the only one I remember was Gabby's little black dress with the white trim. I think it was on her date with Jason. <clears throat> it was cute. It just looked all good on her. Pretty much. Every, I mean, she has the most amazing body, so everything looks good on her, but I had that body, I would get that dress. What about your MVP and your LVP? Mm, my LVP was um, Tyler. Um, for reasons I already said. Mm-hmm. And then my MVP was, I know this is really weird, but my MVP was um, Eric's dad. Aww, he just, broke, no, he just broke my heart. Like, and you know, I mean, I'm sure anyone who listens to us knows like me and Michelle have both lost a dad recently. Well, God, I say recently, it's been almost two years now. It feels like yesterday and Michelle not long after. And my dad was with cancer. So to see him, I don't know. It just, yeah, he was my, I I know. yeah, he was my MVP. He was being so strong and you could just tell he, he was not okay. So it probably was a lot for him to get ready to be TV ready. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. to feel like he looked presentable. Like uh, even I feel, have I that totally conversation. Agree. Yeah, that's a that's a really good one. I put Eric. Um, I mean, I just thought his whole date went so well, and obviously, um, his dad had a lot to do with that. But I just I felt that of all of the six hometown dates that um, we got to see that Eric and Gabby's connection like really progressed more than anybody else's during this particular um, set of of dates. So for sure. um, And then my LVP was Tino's dad, just because he would not let up. I mean, I, like I said, I absolutely understand the skepticism, but he wouldn't be my LVP if at any point he would have been like, okay, well, like if this is what you want or something like that, but he was just like, a hard ass the whole time and yeah so my LVP was Tino's dad okay my MVP was Zach I loved like what he did for the date with watching the planes and I just like I thought he it was really nice his whole date and I I really want Rachel to pick Zach <sighs> um I just think he's like the right choice for her overall and then my LVP was Tyler and we already went into everything with Tyler so I won't doing drag him even further okay so um moving on then to this week's episode of f boy island um we kind of start off with a a little group date um it's called truth or burn and basically well no 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 that's not what we start off with okay what 
Peter hadn't revealed what he was. Oh yeah. Okay. The I'm cliffhanger. So Which the, the cliffhangers for me don't work when it's like a bingeable show on HBO Max. I'm like, all right, I'm just gonna watch the first five seconds of the next episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love them. I love um, it. Okay. Yeah. So you're so right. Um, we and I I guess like the reason why like didn't even think about this too is because we get like literally one reveal there's like nobody after him he's the last person they saved it which I don't know I feel like I'm gonna feel the same way about Avon's date the next week I don't know we'll see though but um yeah so we Peter reveals that he's an f-boy and Mia is like beyond pissed yeah because now she has all f-boys yep she she has all f-boys so then we get to truth or burn and um, basically, Nikki asks the men questions. If they want to tell the truth, um, they can answer the question. If they don't answer the, want to answer the question, then they get to eat um, a spicy pepper. There are three different levels of peppers. And um, pretty much all this was was like eating peppers. Like hardly anybody answered any of the questions. Um, there were like Brayden was asked to demonstrate his orgasm face and he chose to eat the pepper I think that he probably should have just done it because that was an easy one but um then Kian who we find find found out was an f-boy he's asked like how many one night stands he's had he says maybe four they don't believe him so they make him eat the pepper even though he answered um but there were some that like Mercedes was asked, like, who do you think is capable of being the most fake? He says, Casey, um, Casey's asked, who do you think is here for the most clout? He says, Tom for his fitness business. But like, besides like those couple answers, everybody's eating the peppers. So, um, it's pretty much just like laughing at them suffering from eating these like super hot peppers. They're all like sweating and crying and. Which I did kind of enjoy. Their what? reactions were, which I did kind of enjoy. Mm-hmm. Their reactions were pretty damn funny. I, it, yeah, there wasn't much to it, but I still thought it was really funny. Yeah. Um. So do one of you, do you want to talk about the one-on-one dates, Abby? Yeah. Okay. So Tamaris picks Asante and she basically picks him. And this, this made me sad for Asante because he's a nice guy, but basically picked him for information. Mm-hmm. Um. And they go to a portrait drawing and they draw, he draws a portrait of her and she, um, the first one he shows her is like her basically being like the demon. I thought that was funny. Good for him. Um, and then he drew like a real, a real picture of her and then they're, um, just talking and she wants, she's asking about all the guys in the house. Uh, like I said, she wants the tea, um, she does admit that she was a cheater and an F girl. I think she had mentioned that before to another guy that she had cheated before. Um, but Asante's so sweet. He says all the guys that are going for her are really great guys. Um, he does tell her that he, even though Peter's an F boy, he does not, she, he does not think that Peter will take the money. He, he does think Peter is into Mia. Um, and then Mercedes comes up and he basically just says, I don't know about him taking the money. I don't know about his feelings. I can't answer on that, but I do not think he's a good person. Um, he does. He tells her his only friend is Tom, which raises some red flags for Tamaris. Um, 
which I do find that friendship really odd. I think it's kind of cute, but really odd. Um, and then Luis picks Nick to go on the one-on-one date for the same reason to get, to get some information. I don't know how I feel about these girls picking these guys just based on getting information. Um, I don't think that it was to get information. I mean, I think that they, they want it. Like, I think they have like some kind of connection with these guys and that's why they picked them. But like, if they would have picked like Mercedes or Benedict or um, like Casey, then they're not going to be talking about like some of the things that, that matter. They're going to be talking about like, like, Oh, what's going to happen when we get out of here. And they're just going to be like making out the whole time they're not actually like finding out more. So I'm okay with them doing that because I think it's kind of necessary. Yeah. I just, I, I, I'm sure Asante's aware that he's not even in the running, but he just seems so sweet. Like, I hope he didn't think like, Oh, do I have a chance? Cause I got a one-on-one date. I don't even see any of them kiss or something. It was they They were basically like friend dates. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so Luis picks Nick and you know, he's talking like, he says even F boys have a heart. He does want a genuine relationship. Um, I think he was not, he's had bad, he's been burned in the past. So that's kind of why like he has this persona and he's basically labeled as a wannabe F boy. Um, Luis gets some information from him and he, he tells her, even though Benedict's his boy, like, and he wouldn't take the money. He's like, I don't know how hurt he would be if, you said bye. And I kind of get that vibe from Benedict, Benedict too. Like, like he'll be okay. Like no matter what, mm-hmm. I mean, Louise or some other girl, I don't know. Um, which I think is a great vibe to have. Right. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, X there's more, you know, plenty of fish in the sea as they say. And then he also tells Louise how Mercedes is not a good person and that he would hundred percent take the money. Now we'll move on to Mia and Peter because this is a more, okay, what the fuck are we doing date. Um, It does crack me up how she always calls him Peter Park. Like she never calls him just his first name. She calls him his first and last name, but she questions his intentions. um, And he promises that he's in it for her. It's like when he first saw her, obviously he was physically attracted. And on their first one-on-one day, he was like, yeah, like, I'm into this. I'm into this for, for more than the money or whatever. So, um, I guess she believes them because at the end she's straddling him making out. So there you go. There are the dates. So what do we have next? Limbro. Yeah. So Limbro was cute because, um, it was another week that I thought it was really funny. And this one was Nikki with the consent coyote. And Nikki is basically going to try to teach the guys like how to ask for consent and like how to treat women uh, properly. So the consent coyote comes out It's a hand puppet and Nikki asked Lucas to ask the consent coyote for consent. And he says, can I please bang the consent coyote? And Nikki <laughs> says she likes that he said, please, please. But what was missing before? And Mikey D says, well, what was missing before was what's up, baby? Can I take you out to dinner? And Nikki says, no, it was hello. <laughs> um, so I thought this was so funny. And then the she, next scenario, the consent coyote says, gives um, is, uh, go ahead. I was, she says, um, always say hello before you try to put your dick in something. <laughs> yes, perfect. 
that was so funny it was one of my favorite lines um yeah that was really good um and then the next um scenario the consent Chris Coyote gives is I'm a woman on a treadmill at the gym I'm minding my own business trying to listen to a murder podcast what how would you approach and what would you do and Zach says I would I would stop her and tap her on the shoulder and say you're the most beautiful woman I've ever seen can I take you out to lunch but that's wrong because the answer is you never approach a woman with earbuds in. It's a classic signaling for you to leave her the fuck alone, no matter what. I thought that was so good. <laughs> have um, you ever done that? Cause I have. Put your uh, headphones in so no one bothers you. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Especially when I lived in New York city and was on the subway. Like you don't want to get roped into a conversation with anyone. So yes. <laughs> that's so funny. Um, and then the third scenario was, what would you say if I was at the laundromat and I wasn't smiling and you wanted me to smile? And then they have this person who I totally forgot was on the show, Nikki P. And he says, smile. And then Nikki's like, all right, I give up. I thought that was great. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was super funny. I love this segment. I love Limbro. Oh, it was so good this time. It was so good. Um, and then we see like the nice guy grotto, but we don't see much of it. We pretty much see like the sexy car wash that they do and that's it. Give the night, they don't give the nice guys very much time. No, they really don't. It's unfortunate. Um, but it seems like Tamaris is really kind of sad that Nico's gone. So I don't know. It's it's kind of weird to me that they even brought it up. So it makes me wonder if like maybe she'll get a chance to like bring him back. I mean, I, I kind of doubt that, but that would be cool. That'd be, you know, a fun thing to see. Um, so we get to the elimination ceremony and Mia's bottom two guys are Brayden and Kian. Um she says that Kian is a great guy, but she's struggling to find a romantic connection. Um, and then Brayden, um, for his insecurities and jealousy, but like, really, we know that it's because um, he upset her earlier in the night when they were, um, you know, having their like kind of cocktail party type thing. He like says something to me about, she says like, but you're an F boy. And he was like, yeah, but all of your guys are F boys. And she's like super pissed that, He's um, like rubbing that in. So he's in her bottom two. Um, Louise puts Mercedes and Aaron in her bottom two. Um, she says she doesn't think that um, Aaron has a strong enough uh, connection to compare with any of uh, some of the other connections that, that are there. And um, she talks about Mercedes having this like gravitational pull towards him. Um, but she feels like he's not showing his real self and being completely honest with her about who he is. Um, and then Tamaris puts Asante and um, Jabrian in her bottom two. She says that, uh, the, that there's a connection with um, Asante, but it started late. So she kind of wants to see um, if it can, it can grow stronger. Um, but the other connections she has are stronger than the one she has with him. And with Jabrian, um, she says that um, he's just, like, such a nice guy that she's afraid that he can't, like, step up to be the man that she needs. So we see that Mia eliminates Brayden, which is not surprising at all. 
And then we see that Louise um, eliminates Mercedes. And that's like kind of the cliffhanger of the episode. Um, we don't get to see like any other thing. She's literally just like Mercedes. And then the episode is over. So um, that's kind of, you know, what what we get to see um, with those eliminations. Then we don't get to see who Tamaris eliminated yet. Another cliffhanger. So for who were your top two moments of the episode? Um, I guess I'll go. Um mine was Tamaris yelling at Peter. Um at the beginning when he she was like, come on. Yes, because he was like uh uh well and he's she he's she's like come on man you can see her crying just fucking say it so i like that she was standing up for mia because that's what i want to say to him too and then my other moment was um brayden getting eliminated because i thought he was a dick this episode Mm -hmm. yeah once we found out he was an f-boy his f-boy really came out hell yeah oh yeah well, my, my, one of my top moments is related to that because it was when Brayden, after he made the comment to Mia that all you have left are F-boys and Brayden went to Tamaris and Jaybrain and was like, well, this is what happened. And I told her all you have left are F-boys. And then Jaybrain's face, he takes his glasses down to his nose and looks at him like, what the hell were you thinking? I just thought that was so funny. I love Jaybrain. I yeah, know. I um, and then my other moment, I guess, would just be, I already talked about it, but the whole consent coyote limbro thing. I thought that was really funny. Yeah, that was, that was such a good scene. I loved that. I wish we got to see more of limbro. I wish that, like, at least they would do, like, deleted scenes, like, extra scenes, like, have, you know, like, they do um, on some of the, like, Paramount shows. I wish they would do that. Um, so my top two moments of the episode was Asante spilling all the tea about all the men to Tamaris. Um, I liked it more than Nick because I just felt like when Asante did it, he, um, he was like very honest about everything. And I think that even when Nick did it, you know, like even what he said about Benedict, um, it's just like not some of the things that other people have said about Benedict. So it's just, I don't know. It was, it threw me off a little bit when, when Nick did it, like maybe there's like something, something for him to gain because those are her men is kind of how I took it. Whereas I felt like Asante was really um, very real about every, everything that he was saying. And I just, I love that the vibe that those two have, like, I, I mean, it's probably more of a friendship vibe than like a dating vibe, but I just love those two. So um, I just, uh, yeah and of course you know you lo- you know me like I love the tea so that was that was one of my favorite moments and then um we saying that um Nick was a wannabe f-boy I thought was super mm-hmm. funny so then my least favorite moments I guess um were Peter revealing himself as an f-boy for sure um I'm not really surprised that he was an F-boy, but, like, just for, like, Mia's sake and everything, I just, she was obviously really upset about that, and honestly, I think he would probably take the money, Um, and if he doesn't, it would be because he, like, doesn't want people to, like, he's afraid of his image being, you know, like, not good. I don't know. I just, 
bad vibes from Peter. Um, and then my other one was Brayden saying that all of Mia guys are F boys to Mia in that whole conversation. That was, that was my, yeah, no, not my favorite moment. Okay. So um, my, okay. Do you want to go Michelle? No, go ahead, Abby. Mine was tears, Christina, what Braden said and what Mercedes said, the way they were talking to those girls. I wanted to punch them both in their face. Mercedes, she was asking Mercedes questions and he's like, I already told you, do you want me to tell you again? I'm so glad mm -hmm. Luis was like, don't talk to me like that. Mm -hmm. um, but the way he said it, his tone was just. Uh, Why he got eliminated? <laughs> yeah, just bad, bad, bad vibes. I mean, don't talk, don't talk to women like that. And then, okay. My other least favorite moment, and this may sound so weird. Maybe I didn't get the joke. Um, I did not like the consent limbro scene. Hmm. Um, I don't really, I don't know, think you should make a joke out of consent and consenting and not consenting. I don't know. I, I did. The rest of it was hilarious. Like when they were talking about the earbuds and she's like, no, it means leave me the fuck alone. Mm -hmm. Um, I thought that's funny. I just didn't think the consent part was funny. So I know that differs from y'all, but big time, but yeah. Mm -hmm. No, I didn't even think of it that way. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah. I didn't think of it at all that way either. That is a good different perspective of it. Yeah. Um, so I, this might be controversial too. Speaking of controversial takes, I didn't like that Louise immediately ratted out Nick to Mercedes and like basically said, well, he said this and that and this and that and that. I didn't like that. And then I didn't like how she basically was like, well, explain to me how you're not all these things. And like, she seems like the type of person that she needs to hear the words versus the actions. Cause it's like, if you look at his actions, you can clearly see what type of person he is, but she doesn't want to believe it. So I don't know. Louise was annoying me a little bit. But Michelle, you said that last week, you're so dead on because you didn't like last week how, and I didn't notice it until you said it. She no, she's a words of affirmation. That's her love language because yes. she she was saying, you know, she, well, what do you like about me? And blah blah blah. Remember, you brought that up last week. I'm like, oh yeah, yes. do that a lot. You're right. She is yeah. words of affirmation. So you're you're, right. you're dead on. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. Um, yeah. So Louise just annoying me a little bit. Um, and then the other thing I didn't like, and I think Abby, you touched on this, was that both Tamaris. And Louise took guys out on dates just to get information out of them. So it seems like they already have their mind set on who their top two guys are. And they're just trying to like figure out which of those two they should pick. And the other guys are not really ever going to get a fair chance. I that was all my, that was all my least favorite too, Michelle, until Christina put the different spin on it. So I'm like, okay, I'll pick one of my other least favorite moments, but that was on mine too. I'm like, uh, <laughs> Okay, so who was your um, best dressed? I, the fashion on FBoy Island is so much different than the last few episodes of um, Bachelorette. There's like multiple things that I, I see in FBoy Island that I'm like, oh, like even that swimsuit is really cute. <laughs> but um, so what was your best dressed? I liked Mia's dress at the cocktail party. Um, I don't remember it. 
It was like spaghetti strap, like kind of slinky. Oh, it was either like a dark brown or red. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, I watched the this brown. on. My, yeah. Was it brown? Okay. I, I watched it on my phone. I'm like, wait, is that the color I think it is? So. That's so the problem I have with these fashions. Sometimes I'm like zooming in on my phone trying because I watch it on my phone too. So <laughs> I need to put it like cast it to the TV, I guess, to really catch it all. Um, so my my best, I put Nikki's pink dress that she wore during the elimination, like the hot pink dress. I like that. That color works for her. Mm -hmm. So I put for mine was, okay, so during the group date, um, Tamaris was wearing this like blue cutout shirt that had um, like a lot of cleavage in the back. It had like a crisscross back. Uh, it was just this like really pretty blue that had um, flowers on it. And yeah, I just, I thought that I, I really liked that shirt. I liked it on her. I think that her body just looked amazing. So that's, that was my best dress of, of today's episode. So I wonder, because I really do like all their outfits on, for the most part, all their outfits on Love Island. Hold on, baby, just one second. Um, but if, F Boy Island, sorry. Um, even if I had their body, I'm like, would I ever actually wear that? And then I remember, like, I'm 42, so obviously probably I would not. But I'm like, would I have, like, if this I, was the fashion when I was in my 20s? Like, if I, if, yeah, it's like, if I had that body, if I was in my early twenties and I was on national TV, that's the other thing too. It's like, I, I want to, you know, like some of the stuff that I wear in my regular life, I would never wear on TV because you're on TV. You want to make a good impression. You know, like I would, I would choose some of my, my best clothes for like one of some of my cutest outfits. That's what I'd be taking with me, you know? Yeah. But yeah, I, I agree. I don't think that, I don't think I would wear it, but I thought that it was really cute. I don't think I could pull it off, I guess I'll say. Um, okay. So who was your MVP and your LVP of this episode? Mine was a toss up between um, Mercedes and Brayden, but I went with Brayden. Just because kind of like you said, like once he was revealed as an F-boy, like it, it just shined through. And also he couldn't even finish the pepper challenge. Like he, he, he was the only guy that went to the coward's corner to drink the milk and yogurt and stuff. So I just really disliked him this episode. And also like I was wondering when you go to the coward's corner, do you have to stay there? Like why did he stay there? Why didn't he go get a glass of milk and go back to his seat? That, that confused me. I don't know. I guess he was just out. He was like, screw it. Hmm, um, interesting. And then my MVP was Asante because I think he's so sweet. I almost did Asante. Yeah, he was just so sweet asking the mm -hmm. questions and he was being honest or answering the questions and he was being honest about it. And, you know, I don't know. I just love him. Yeah, I completely agree with what you, what you said. I, I love Asante too. I almost gave it to him. I did give my LVP to Brayden um, for reasons that I've already talked about. I just, this was not his episode at all. Um, but I took a little bit a different spin on the MVP and I gave it to Benedict because um, now that Mercedes is gone, he, he wins and he's a nice guy. So him and Louise split the, split the money. I mean, that's my, my prediction. I haven't seen past this episode, but I gave my MVP 
to Benedict because I think that like, okay, well, like now it's a wrap. Like, I don't know. So that's because it's Wait, not what like, do you mean Mercedes is gone? Because it's a cliffhanger. We didn't see that. Well, no, we we did we did see her say Mercedes. Oh, I thought they didn't show. Um, what we what we saw was um, Nikki says, "Okay, and who are you going to be eliminating tonight?" And Louise says Mercedes, and then it cuts off. Got like it. You, so that's when they cut it. They cut it off there. I thought they cut off the last two. My bad. No. So basically, yeah. So at the very end, I actually went back and watched because I wasn't, I, I, I wasn't positive. I thought if it was like a cliffhanger and her saying like Mercedes, like I'm going to give you a chance or like what, but, but the question that was asked was who are you eliminating tonight? And Louise says Mercedes. And then it actually cuts to Mercedes face of like absolute shock. And then it cuts off. Got it. See, I missed where it cut off. Got it. Got it. Got it. So, yeah. So, um, I, I gave it to my MVP to Benedict because I mean, I guess I don't know who else Louise has, has left. Um, Nick, Nick and Aaron. Aaron. Oh my God. I forgot who he was again. So yeah. So, so Louise has Nick, Aaron and Benedict left. So I think that benedict for sure takes it away for louise um unless i still don't know who aaron is either unless there's some kind of thing where like they're like oh like um mercedes you're actually gonna stay like i didn't like i like if there's like some like play on words or something and there was like a trick with the editing or i don't know something like that would be the only way that mercedes stays because based on the end of the episode like we were very like led to believe that mercedes goes home so, um, yeah, so that's why I gave Benedict mine. Um, who is your MVP and your LVP, Michelle? So I kind of agree. Uh, my LVP was Brayden. We already discussed that. And my MVP, I gave it to Mia because I think she's trying to turn the tide. She knows she has only F boys left. Brayden made a slick comment and she got rid of him real quick. So I think she's trying to change her fortune here. So I'm, I'm happy, happy with what she's doing. Um, yeah, I agree with that too. I think all of the girls left have, I mean, like we said, they have their top two in mind. Like they have their choices kind of made already. So, um, yeah, I think Mia's doing good with what she has for sure. I just hope she ends up with Danny, who we don't see at all this episode. Yeah. Very, very light on Danny. Right. Um, okay, so do either of you two have anything else you want to say about this episode of The Bachelorette or F Boy Island before we end here? No, nope. I think so. All right, awesome. Well, thank you mu- so much, everyone, for tuning in. And with that, F Boy, F Bye.